Lucas on Life. Hello, welcome to Lucas on Life here on Premier Christian Radio. I'm Jeff Lucas. Last week on this show, we talked about money, gathering some ancient wisdom from the book of Proverbs. This week, guess what we're going to talk about? It's more about money. And that can be risky. As a minister for some 40 years plus now, I've discovered that if I want to upset some people, then just preach a sermon, or God forbid, a series of sermons about money. It can challenge us, this subject. It can make us feel so very uncomfortable. It's been said that if you want to know what our priorities are, just look at our diary and our wallets, and we'll find out what's really important. So, this week on Lucas on Life, it's money, part two. Here's Rivers and Robots. Money, money, money. That's what we're talking about. Money needs to be managed, according to the book of Proverbs. I look back on my dear mother's life. She never took time to manage or plan a meal or read the instructions, even on the instant stuff. I remember having one of those chicken curries in a packet. Pretty hideous things. I'm not sure whether they're still available. And she didn't bother to read the instruction that said she should drain the water from the rice. This meant that I had a curry-tasting stew of water with rice in and a few bits of half-dehydrated chicken. And then she never bothered with reading the instruction on the washing machine, or rather the washing powder. And so when concentrated powder came up, that meant we were up to our armpits in suds. Her attitude was, bless her heart, no worry, it'll sort itself out. We can take a similar approach when it comes to money, because when we get a bill with one of those red headings that says that we're behind, Maybe it's the last demand. The temptation is to toss it in the kitchen drawer, deny the problem. But true faith is not about abdication, but rather diligence. And that means diligence and management of money. Proverbs 10.4 says, Lazy hands make for poverty, but diligent hands bring wealth. That calls us, if it's possible, to save if we can. Proverbs 21.20, precious treasure and oil are in a wise man's dwelling, but a foolish man devours it. And then the management of money will certainly call for budgeting. Proverbs 27, 23 and 24, be sure you know the condition of your flocks. Give careful attention to your herds, for riches do not endure forever, and a crown is not secure for all generations. Perhaps it might surprise us to know that Proverbs also advises us that wherever possible, that we buy things of quality that will last. Proverbs 31 talks about a woman who considers a field and buys it, and after careful thought, she goes ahead with the transaction. It might be that even listening to this program tonight here on Premier, you're feeling challenged to take that stack of bills out from the drawer and get some help. Don't just ignore the problem. Don't only pray about it, although, of course, do pray about it, but find a way to turn your attention once again to that mounting hill of bills before 
it becomes a mountain. We're talking money, and I touched on this last week that Proverbs advises us to pray for a balanced life. Proverbs 30, 8 and 9 says, Give me neither poverty nor riches, but give me only my daily bread. Otherwise, I may have too much and disown you and say, Who is the Lord? I wanted to reflect on that again because I've certainly experienced that in my own life. When Kay and I began in ministry 40-something years ago, we had absolutely nothing. I can remember that we, on our wedding day, were hoping that people would not give us a toaster as a wedding gift, but rather perhaps hand us some cash so that we would actually have some money to spend while on honeymoon. Frankly, our budgeting back then was all over the place. We were overdrawn constantly, and it was a very difficult time. But it was also a time that drove us to our knees, and we had a greater sense of expectancy and faith. The budgeting came later. The money management came later. But I remember those days of having very little, but having more faith. And in latter years... As our resources have grown, it's easy to drift away from that sense of reliance upon the Lord. Now, I'm not suggesting that poverty is a good idea. Proverbs chapter 10 and verse 15 says, The wealth of the rich is their fortified city, but poverty is the ruin of the poor. And of course, please don't misunderstand, what we experienced back then was not poverty. Things were tight but go to the two-thirds world if you want to see real poverty. But it wasn't a great experience, even though we had to learn to trust God in the midst of it. Proverbs 19 verse 4 says, Wealth attracts many friends, but a poor man's friend deserts him. It's a really interesting verse, perhaps suggesting something about the complexity of too much wealth. If you're loaded... How do you really know that those who are attracted to be your friends are there because they like you, or perhaps they like your resources? It was Thomas Fuller who said, If your desires be endless, your cares and fills will be endless. It was Thomas Fuller who said, If your desires be endless, your cares and fears will be so too. Let's pray for a balanced life. We're thinking about money. As we accumulate, we should also consider our motives for money making and the way in which we make money. If our motives are to respond to the relentless advertising pressure that says that we're not complete human beings unless we have that particular item, we are really heading down a direction which is so unhelpful. Proverbs 12.9 says, Better to be a nobody and yet have a servant than pretend to be somebody and have no food. Proverbs 13.7, One person pretends to be rich, yet has nothing. Another pretends to be poor, yet has great wealth. Let's also be aware that covetousness can strike our hearts. Envy, jealousy. Proverbs 27.20, death and destruction are never satisfied and neither are human eyes. There can be an unhelpful thirst in us. It's been said that wealth is like seawater. The more we drink, the thirstier we become. Let's also think about how we make money. Honesty is so important. 
Proverbs 10 and verse 2. Ill-gotten treasures have no lasting value, but righteousness delivers from death. Let's also understand that as we save, that wealth grows slowly and we need to be patient. That is so important in a credit card-driven world where we have learned that whatever we want, we can have it right now, as long as we're willing to pay that 29% interest, which can be so destructive. Proverbs 13, 11, dishonest money dwindles away, but whoever gathers money little by little makes it grow. We're thinking about money. We've realized that God is our ultimate source. We need money, but let's know the limitations of money because it can be the answer that fixes a lot of needs in the world, but there are other things that need to be greater priorities in our lives, like right relationships, for example. Proverbs 15 and verse 16, better a little with the fear of the Lord than great wealth with turmoil. And then wanting to put God as the most important factor, if I can describe him like that, in our lives. Proverbs 22, 2. Rich and poor have this in common. The Lord is the maker of them all, bringing us once again back to our source. Let's also realize that wealth in this world is temporary, and we need to ask God to give us a sense of an eternal perspective. Proverbs 23, 4 and 5, do not wear yourself out to get rich. Do not trust your own cleverness. Cast but a glance at riches and they are gone, for they will surely sprout wings and fly off to the sky like an eagle. Proverbs 8, 10 and 11 says, choose my instruction instead of silver, knowledge rather than choice gold, for wisdom is more precious than rubies and nothing you desire can compare with her. Yes, we need money, but money makes a very poor God for us to bow before and serve. Let's treat our money in a way that pleases God. Finally, money is accumulated as we work hard. Proverbs 13.4, a sluggard's appetite is never filled, but the desires of the diligent are fully satisfied. As we consider what it means to honour God with our money, let's know that he cares. In fact, Proverbs 3.9 calls us to honour the Lord with our wealth. God is glorified as we give ourselves to diligence, to hard work, to generosity. And that's going to be our subject next week, the third show in this series on money. We'll talk a little more about generosity. I'll see you then. Lucas on life.